and welcome to another episode uh, in the second series now of Monkey Business, a podcast that looks at the mindset often described as the monkey mind, that monkey mind chatter behind why people do what they do, believe what they believe, of really interesting, high-performing people who I'm really digging deep. I'm Rosalind Palmer, and I'm a therapist and a coach, and I'm digging deep to really understand why they think what they think and do what they do. And who better than the rather wonderful Tosh Britton, who is my guest today. Hello, Tosh. Hello, Rosalind. Lovely to be here. And thank you for, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, well, it's great. And you and I, we're probably ceased as by another meester. Um, I don't think we've actually <laughs> ever met, but I, yeah. I really feel incredibly connected to you. And mm. Tosh, a.k.a. the Divorce Goddess, um, isn't just somebody who re- resonates deeply with me because I've been on her podcast and having had two divorces and now really dug deep. I've called in the one. I love myself. I'm in the best relationship of my life. Um, have a lot of things in common with Tosh and also as a coach and a therapist, Tosh more and more as a healer. But I'm very interested, Tosh, uh, aka the divorce goddess. And we, can talk about, <laughs> yeah. we can talk about divorce and the effects <laughs> it has. But I noticed recently, uh, because of my probably PR and marketing background, I noticed these things, that you've had a bit of a kind of a subtle rebrand on your website. And, and whilst you're still in that divorce territory of helping people through the pain and possible trauma of divorce, I see that there's more healing modalities that you're really talking about. Would that be true to say? Yeah. So here we go. It's a bit like coming out of the closet. <laughs> This you is your time. Of, You're coming uh, out. I feel I like it's that Diana Ross song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so it's it's something that I've kind of always been able to do, and people said I've had a gift in the past, and it's something that I think is in everybody, and we just sort of brush it under the carpet, like, oh, no, I can't do that, I can't do that, or, or what will people think? And it's that whole sort of place of judgment. Um, are you less of a person for you know, being honest about what you can do, something that's perceived as in society as being sort of slightly odd, a little bit, you know, the whole woo-woo thing, the, you know, anything you want, any of the words you want to sort of attach to, um, sort of when people say healing. And I guess um, it's, for me, the sort of whole healing process came through my divorce as well. Um, And I... I got to the stage where sort of emotionally healing yourself is really a process of layers, as you'll probably agree with sort of, you know, the onion layers, the different things. And I really asked myself, um, having seen a lot of people and including family members who have been through divorce, um, you know, did I want to be holding on to bitterness and anger um, and and trauma out the other side, you know, and co-parenting, maybe earning a living, finding happiness and future love. Did I want to be dragging all this stuff around me? So it kind of more and more started sort of appealing to me, this notion of healing yourself through a divorce. And it's not like you've got to go and be healed all the time. It's actually doing the work within you. So um, you're able to 
manage those wobbles. You're you're able to um, look at yourself honestly and openly and go, actually, you know, what can I do to make my life easier? What can I do to help myself? What can I do to be a better better parent, um, a better friend? Um, And it's not like that whole journey of, you know, sort of bit of birching every morning if you don't get it right. (laughs) It's just this beautiful, natural process. And I actually realised that the word that came to mind in all of this and moving through and beyond divorce is all about the healing. And so that's kind of where it's it's, it's uh, taken me. And it's really exciting as well. So I do feel I can come out the closet and go, <laughs> do you know what? This is what it's all about. And and you know what? People kind of go, ooh. Mm, 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 and other people are like, yes, yes, yes. This is exactly what it's like. And, and I think when you're authentic and you do speak your truth, the right people find you. Mm, and like field of dreams if you build it yeah exactly and weirdly so I've suddenly got incredibly busy really busy as a result of saying uh I'm you know I work with a lot of healing modalities as well I want to come back in a short while to what that involves <laughs> because I'm sure a lot of people listening to this go yeah I know I feel in pain I know I feel broken but how does that work you know because Mm. they understand the concept of healing you know allopathically you know being given a tablet or Mm. a sticking plaster but they maybe don't understand the process or concept of healing you know those layers Mm. within so I want to come back to that but before we do that you've said something that really resonated with me and I I I want to just dig a bit deeper into that Mm. so I know many coaches, I know many therapists, I know many life coaches, and I would put myself in that territory who have always been more nuanced than they maybe show, that their websites, that their, their the stall that they set out yeah. <laughs> um, is relatively non-woo-woo. It's mm. relatively corporate or mm. sensible. You know, I am trained in X, Y, and Z. I am a life coach. I am a um, RTT and clinical hypnotherapist. I can help you with these things. And then when people work with you or are attracted to you energetically in some way, because I get that a lot. Oh, I came across your website and it spoke to me. Something resonated with me that you were able to maybe bring that side of yourself out more. Like you say, that's almost been hidden in the closet. And that's not to say that they're going to sign up for X and they're going to get Y. They're going to get X and a kind of a Brucey bonus, which is that <laughs> you, you know that this is about energy, this is about Mm. spirituality, this is about Mm. something that you're right, they're they're not really spoken about because they make Mm. us seem a bit out there and a bit woo-woo and a bit strange. Mm. And I see this trend with quite a lot of other coaches and therapists and people I know who now feel more able to at least talk about the fact that actually sometimes what people need is that deeper healing. Um, do you think there's a whole movement going on? I mean, is that is that where we're at? Is there something bigger going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I think if, you know, nothing else, the last 18 months has taught us that nothing is in control. And actually, we, we don't know what's going to happen in our lives. We don't know what's going to happen in the world. You know, everything's incredibly unpredictable, as we've just found out yesterday. Um, yes, big time. <laughs> and, um, and, and I just feel like it, 
enough enough of hiding um and it's just sort of conditioning you know over the centuries and to not talk about this you know to not have like put a crystal out or something like everybody's attracted to crystals and I remember I remember teaching mindfulness in the school and at the end of the session it was teenagers and I got out this box of crystals and I said right this is my gift to you take one home and uh, and all these boys were picking up orange ones and pink ones and obviously the pink one is about rosy quartz and so you know self-love and uh, and carnelian which is about you know it's that lovely confidence that gentle like strength and I was like and there and I was like wow there's something going on here and then I just, I just, I did not want my market stall out there with only half of what I had, which I felt was the real, was the real deal and the real important stuff hidden behind. Like, what was I afraid of? Yeah. Afraid of being judged. Afraid of being judged by people who are not ready to understand more, to do more self development, who are quite happily sitting in. Um, in a place which is fine where they just want to carry on with their lives and they don't want anything else but my question is do you want to carry on you know is it working for you if it's working for you great but if it's not working for you there is another layer out there in the world that is designed for you and it's a very um you know there's nothing it's it's just like normal I mean it's it it, why in my world it's normal but once you get used to it yeah it Um, is I I've suddenly been attracted recently to the Dilbert principle again I don't know if you remember the Dilbert principle it was this kind of a kind of about you know the 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 horrors of that awful corporate cubicle kind of work that went on in the 90s I think mostly where people were in those terrible I just watched the matrix actually and at the beginning of the matrix he's in exactly that office you know where you're in one of those awful Mm. Essian kind of cubicles and that's your cubicle and you maybe you can put a plant in there but you know you're not really allowed to make it individual and you go from your box in home to kind of your box car to your box at work and then you come home and you watch the box and maybe you even get your dinner out of a box and it and it I think it came to its zenith at that time that that we were very boxed we had to be kind of in these boxes and often I think what caused the dissonance and the upset was people were like I didn't volunteer for these boxes or when did I audition to go in them? And I, oh, there's other boxes available. So then people did amazing things like get divorced and go and live in the Bahamas like me and walk on beaches and go, oh, another life is available. And you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, that given what's happened in the last 18 months or so, where maybe people literally couldn't go and find themselves up a mountain or on a beach or somewhere else because we just physically couldn't go. Mm. And there's been a growing polarity of views about pretty much everything that matters, I think is safe to say, Mm. that the boxes are coming down. And I suppose people are going, ooh, the the structure I thought that held me in place and made me me isn't there anymore. So you're saying it's already more nuanced and people are probably more ready and broken open 
to going, well, how, how do you want it to be? Am I hearing that correct? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, you know, the, the word that came up to me when you, was to, when you were talking about the boxes is, you know, people have just been functioning for so long. And there are these tiny little glimmers where we, we get where, you know, there might be, for example, a rainbow in the sky and everyone goes, oh, look, look at the rainbow, you know, and then you feel that real joy. Um, and I think, for many people as well, I think those boxes have just been getting smaller and smaller and smaller and people have been just wanting to break out of them, but don't know how because they've been in the boxes for so long and they yes. know there's something bigger outside the box. Yes. And then this comes back to my whole sort of um, thought around comfort zones. And actually, we're, so many people are actually living in their discomfort zone because that is the place of fear when actually the comfort zone is out of that. And it is where the magic happens. It's where, you know, we get to do the things. We get to find our courage. We step off that ledge. We, we actually go, do you know what I really want to hear about? You know, I really want to be able to look after myself better. I want to, you know, and who knows where healthcare systems and everything are going. And actually, it's about reconnecting to ourselves, getting to know how amazing you are rather than just this, you know, person that goes from A to B every day with their head down on automatic pilot. You're bigger than that. And you have you've got more to bring to the world than just being another box person. And I think people are really feeling you've done very passionate about this. But I think people are really feeling this need to go, actually, I don't want to be stuck in this job anymore. I don't want to be doing this nine to five and pretending that's enough. What is enough? This is like your precious life. And yeah. again, the last 18 months have been, you know, if our lives have not been held up in front of us to go, do you know, what is precious and what is, what is, you know, worth you living authentically and honestly um, then I don't know what it is. And I guess that's part of the whole process I've come through. It's like, well, you know what? Nothing is in control. So just do what you do and talk about what you love. Um, and don't yeah. be afraid. That's why I'm watching The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, I mean, we would suggest if you haven't you watched want, it yeah. for a while, go watch it. Well, because the new one's coming out. So I thought I'd watch the trilogy leading up to it because it's been quite some time. Um, and yeah, I mean, whatever your views are on that, it, it fundamentally at a, a kind of esoteric level, it's about smashing the matrix. It's about smashing what you think is reality. And of course, as a species, we are hardwired to like what's familiar because familiar equals safe. You know, familiar equals my cave, my tribe. I know what's around the corner unfamiliar equals unsafe. Uh, I don't know what's out there beyond the horizon. It could be a, a warring tribe or a mammoth or something terribly, terribly mm -hmm. awful. And of course, people then tend to stay in familiarity in the grooves. And you're right, the world's just shaken up. A lot of things we thought we could rely on or we could trust in or were the norm are no longer the norm. And so it's all rather unfamiliar. And of course, what that's done is it's kicked fear in with a lot of people, not, not helped by the media at all, fanning the flames. Um, and of course, our primeval response to any threat is only fight, flight or freeze. Yeah, freeze yeah. And so it's causing people that fear to freeze 
uh, and kind of go, oh, oh, am I allowed? Can I? Should I? You know what? But it's equally kicking in them that needs to flight or that needs to to kind of fly. And what you're saying is now's the time. And with with help, with a go, with a, a guide, with a coach, with somebody who gets this and mm. can be there to help you process those emotions as they're coming up, now's the time to maybe try that. Is, is that what you're saying, Tosh? Yeah, no, totally. And uh, you're absolutely right and spot on on this. And, you know, when you're talking about the fight, flight, freeze, you know, I think we you know, however many layers, however many years we've all been in this box and functioning, we've lost our, I think, well, a great majority of people, not everybody, have lost the ability to believe that they can do it. We've been disempowered by this box. We've been kept small. And actually, we're bigger than that. And actually, we need to trust that we are as a species as a species we're really good at adapting we're better than we think we are are. in fact we're amazing at adapting i mean you know this time has just proved that um but we just have to believe um that we can do this and and you know and i guess that was it comes back to the whole sort of like you know the whole healing thing and me coming out was actually about actually just believe it just 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 do that just step outside your discomfort zone go into your comfort zone talk about what you love um and i would suggest that about everybody if the if you are being nudged in any way to find out something more just do it yeah now's the time you're right because those little and i want i'm i'm very visual so i want people (laughs) listening (laughs) to visualize those dilbert boxes coming away they've come away for years because we've talked about better offices better workplaces better work-life balance better self-awareness of course you know that has been happening for 20 years but now it really is a time of going look within and is that working for you at all but of course that is scary mm-hmm. and of course that's why people turn to people such as your good self and myself and we're, we're here to help navigate it so two questions one <laughs> how do you navigate it or how do you you know there's always two voices in your head aren't there there's the you know the child like oh I'm really afraid and should I be doing this and self-doubt and all the rest imposter syndrome everything and there's the adult you know come on you can do this push on through there's also the sage which is like what am I learning from this so I'm, I'm very interested to know where you're at in that journey now in your head and heart and soul and also I've noticed that more men are coming to me um, for therapy for coaching because I think as these paradigms shift and break um, maybe women traditionally have talked about these things more you know I'm, I'm sure probably as the divorce goddess you've predominantly had female clients women have connected with each other and come through difficult times in in you know in the way that they're they're programmed really to do so and men know men you know haven't really had the luxury of talking about their feelings and dealing with this but I'm really noticing that more and more of them now are on this journey so the two questions are one where are you at in your journey and are you helping more men so where I'm at I think we all have a little bit of uh, you know 
I think because we suddenly come to this place, we go, right, the child has to go, you know, the procrastinator has to go, like, just live with it. You know, we all feel we have to make all these changes. And for me, this whole process is about accepting. It's just about accepting what is, not trying to get into that whole sort of human construct of trying to control everything. And just to give you an analogy, you know, we have this big sort of wide river big, heavy flowing, you know, after all this rain river and we get in our boats and, you know, we're so fearful of what might be around the corner in this river that that we, we get our oars out and we start sort of rowing upstream, you know, because we're fearful. And, and I think when we can get to that place, and I'm just going to share a bit as well about me, is like I really had to get to that place. I was like 100 miles an hour person rowing upstream, exhausted, stressed, sort of hitting a wall. <laughs> and... And then going, this is not sustainable anymore. Yeah. And I think this is a really kind of important, you know, whether we're talking about sustainability of the planet, this is sustainability for ourselves as well. And, um, and you don't have to make these huge leaps. I think people say, right, we're going to do some self-development and changes. Of course, it's scary because we go, blimey, where do we start? Because we're not, we don't have that mindset to go actually, uh, let me just take it one step at a time because we live in such a fast-paced world where we want everything immediately. And um, and the one thing I would say is if this is something that is resonating with you, just do something different. Mm. Just start, you know, like soothe that child, that fear, you know, that child that might be scared or those mind monkeys going, you can't do it, it's too big, so don't start. And just do something differently. And that might be like, buying cooking a new recipe using new you know new veg you know different vegetables or something it might be wearing a different color scarf it might be walking a slightly different way to work mm. it, or driving to work it might be actually buying a different bunch of flowers from your usual ones it might be um uh, I don't know, just maybe having a shower after you've had breakfast rather than showering first and, you know, or exercising. Maybe It's just making those little small changes. So you can then turn around and go, oh, I'm still alive and I'm still here and I'm OK, even though I did that one thing differently. And it's it's a process. We don't just change overnight, but actually if you are in that place where you just want to start, just start, you know, you know, just do something that's small, that's slightly different. Walk around the supermarket a different way, you know, just go to a different shop. It it, it doesn't have to be huge. And I think that's what the, you know, the mind monkeys, they want to keep you safe. Well, because familiarity do. equals safety. Exactly. But you're trying to be safe in a changing environment. And that's yeah. why it feels very, very overwhelming. Yeah. Because you're doing everything you can to keep it the same. I've got news for everybody listening. It ain't the same. It's never going to be the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'll second that. Definitely. And and I just think uh, we're talking about men. What I've noticed is... I have, like you, so many men getting in contact. Um, and do you know what? It just it just warms my heart every time um, because um, yeah. we all need to be walking together through whatever is whatever 
is going to happen in the future in the world, whether, you know, whatever, um, without wanting to be dramatic about it or in our lives. But we all need to find a place that we can walk shoulder to shoulder together and, and genuinely be in a place of heart, more harmony and understanding and forgiveness and acceptance. And, um, you know, I just think that's, you know, that's what life's all about, isn't it? Do you become good and bad cops sometimes? So here's something <laughs> here's something I've noticed. I've, I've noticed this trend quite a bit recently, um, particularly on a large social media platform that may or may not be there today. And, um, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> and I've noticed some quite evolved people um but very evolved people shall we say behaving badly now I don't mean behaving badly you know maybe everything's just been too much they've they've reached the edge of their forbearance they've 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 hit their boundary they've they've sort of had a meltdown or they've they've uh whatever you know they they've behaved in such a way that they then come on and go oh well that was my inner child you know that was my damaged inner child and they they need to be heard they need to be healed you know and I saw one of them do this recently and somebody (laughs) somebody put below on the comment well I think that was just you having a tantrum as a grown-up actually (laughs) (laughs) which I I thought was really interesting and I thought Mm. you know and and I'm I'm in two minds I'm genuinely asking you this question because I'm in two minds because as a healer as a therapist somebody who heals those emotional wounds of course I understand about how much that inner child hurt and work and that shadow work and all that stuff that we carry around with us needs healing and needs to be done but I suppose what I'm also saying is when do you reach a point where you go I can't play this is my get out of jail free card anymore Does that question make sense? Yeah, no, completely. And actually, it was really interesting. I had a client who had um, been abused. There was parental abuse. There was, you know, a a husband. And uh, she was sort of stuck in this whole sort of abuse cycle. And this is not take anything away from what people feel, what they go through, what they experience in any way whatsoever. And she used to come, this is kind of back to the healing thing, and she had been talking to people for many, many years about this. And that's not to say these weren't good people and they didn't do good work and, you know, it didn't help her. But ultimately, she just kind of, we, you know, she actually came to see me uh, for a healing session. And, uh, and afterwards, she was like, oh, my God, I just feel amazing. Because we feel... I think so much as humans that we have to get it, we have to sort it all out ourselves. And when we're trusting, we're the only ones that can do it. And actually this sort of comes back to a a bigger picture. You know, there is, there's more out there to help us than we believe. And um, and I guess that's sort of part of the coming out as well, that, you know, I'm an intuitive and I can channel as well. And, um, and and I'm not scared of any of that. You know, when I was 31 years old, I actually died. And it was so weird. Somebody said, oh, my God, you died. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I've kind of forgotten about it, but I died. Um, and I actually went up into that tunnel of light, which was just let me just tell you now, there are no words to describe how beautiful it is uh, in our human language. 
And um, and I sort of came back. So I don't have a fear of of death. I don't have a fear of anything that I don't, you know, that's, you know. Um, and I just feel like, I just think we we just need to explore other modalities of help. Um, yeah, so I mean, it becomes a mind, body, soul yeah. experience. So um, and and that child thing coming back to that, everybody has stuff that happens in their lives as children. You know, some worse than others. There are some horrific stories of what people have endured and gone through. Oh, I, I and, have many as clients, trust me. And uh, yeah, and you just think, oh my goodness me. I, I mean, really, but at some point we have to work, we can't take away the experience, but actually it's about working with that acceptance. What can I learn from that experience? Can I learn that actually I'm incredibly strong? I'm incredibly resilient. You know, how can I be a better person out of, you know, what I went through? Um, How can I turn it to help people? I mean, there are a lot of people in this world at the moment are walking around going, what is my purpose? Mm. You know, look at what you went through. Look at all the life experiences you have been through. And can you turn that around and use it to help other people on their journey, their life journey as well? And I just think how lovely that we can all help everybody through experiences. And I guess that's kind of what Divorce Goddess was about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and I hear you. Yeah. Mm. So you're, you're saying don't make it your get out of jail free card because it's your story about why you can't do things, but actually work out what it's doing to you work on healing that. And that might need more than just talking it through um, because it's at such a deep emotional and probably cellular level. Mm-hmm. And so you maybe need healing in a, in a deeper way to let it through and then actually take strength from it and go, mm-hmm. look, look what I've come through. Um, I, I feel actually empowered by that because, you know, I'm, I'm a warrior and I've come through. Yeah. And you're owning your story. You're yeah. owning your life, which is, again, yeah. how empowering is that? To go, do you know what? I'm not defined by that. I'm not a victim. This this was the foundations for me being this extraordinary person, this phoenix um, of my life. I nearly had a phoenix tattoo, you know, but then... Ooh, uh, I love that. Well, I just decided it was a bit complicated. <laughs> 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 I looked at it um, some years ago when I had a tattoo. And so in the end, I, I, I sort of had a slight um, cop out and had a starfish instead. But uh, I've got a starfish. Know, well, because you have a starfish tattoo. I have a starfish tattoo. Brilliant. So let me tell you my, let me tell you my three reasons for having a starfish tattoo. One is I lived in the Bahamas and I used to see them nearly every day. So it was Hilarious. very, and that yeah. was very life-changing time for me because that was when I came through the divorce the cancer the loss all the rest um of my old story and secondly I found out that starfish can literally go down to one tentacle or what they call it and regenerate so like the phoenix rising from the ashes and then there's a beautiful story called the starfish story I love Um, that starfish story can I tell it now yes please why don't you tell it now why don't you tell it now about the boy walking on the beach Okay, okay. So, well, no, no, well, well, I, 
the boy's walking on the beach and there are hundreds and hundreds of starfish. And basically the boy is picking up all the starfish and he's throwing them back into the water. And this old man turns up and he says, listen, you know, what are you doing? You're never going to get all these starfish back in the water. And the boy turns around and says something like, yeah, well, so if old, you don't. Yeah. The old man actually says to him, what's the point Look how many there are. Picking them up one at a time and throwing them in won't make a difference. And the boy picks it up and throws it in and he goes, well, it made a difference to that one. one. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most lovely story. And I love that. I love that. Well, I think that's probably a very good place to end. What an interesting chat. So I hope you're you're coming out, chat, of uh, where you're at and where you're at in your life and your healing and helping. I hope you enjoyed that yeah very much I mean for me it's uh it's quite it's liberating actually when you have that honesty chat with yourself um and you start sort of fluffing around uh yeah. trying to ignore the obvious yeah. um and uh yeah so it's it's, it's good yeah it's amazing with yourself isn't it yeah and totally. I noticed by the way that we're both rocking that slightly berry looking nail varnish look <laughs> at it <laughs> mulberry apparently this is mulberry um, <laughs> this one's called what did, this one's called um something like you know they all have names uh, and the, and they, the the woman told me it's called I think something like rule breaker or something I thought oh I that, like that that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> yes I love that I love that well Thank I just you. suddenly thought yeah autumn nails and you know the thing is I rarely wear it so when it comes up I, I go oh oh nice nails and it's yeah. and that is what life's about it's about the small things you know that's it's why like, I thought I'd mention it yeah <laughs> Because we can be amazing therapists and coaches and women and still talk about our nail varnish. So there we go. I think that shows the balance we have in our lives. Thanks, everybody, to listening to this episode of Monkey Business, the podcast that really digs deep into the mindset really the soul, I think, today uh, of my guests. And it's been an absolute delight to be joined today uh, with Tosh Britton, a.k.a. the Divorce Goddess. But as you'll know from this conversation, so much more. Thank you, Tosh. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much. You too.